Hello, and welcome back to Wyatt's Riot of a Sports Podcast. Hope you all are having a fantastic day, fantastic week, maybe even a fantastic month. Uh, glad that you're here to join us today. Um, before we get into things, uh, this week we are taking a break from the review or overview um, of the of the NFL divisions. This week was supposed to be the NFC South. I have a really big plan for the next two the next two, so the NFC South I have a pretty big plan for, and the AFC South I have a pretty big plan for. It'll take more planning. <laughs> I have a plan that will take more planning for. And plus, tomorrow I am getting a surgery. I'm getting surgery on my mouth, get a couple things done in there. So I want to knock this podcast out so I just didn't go a week without posting. And plus, there's news to be, to be talked about. So I wanted to get it out. So let's start with something we've never talked about on the podcast before, NASCAR. So NASCAR banned the Confederate flag. It can no longer be flown in the racetrack. I wanted to call it an arena, um, but it's not an arena. On the raceway, maybe. Sorry, NASCAR fans, if I just have horrible NASCAR lingo. But, yeah, they banned the Confederate flag. And this struck some backlash, which is very weird. I I don't know. Um, They know that their audience, um, if you have to ban the Confederate flag from your events, um, you know your audience is an interesting group of people. But with that, they knew that they were going to take backlash from their fans, and they didn't care. And they they stuck true to their word, which this is an amazing step in the right direction. And horribly... Because of this, NASCAR legend, I'm not even going to pronounce his name right because I don't care about him, Ray Cesarelli, whatever his name is, he is 0-31 in his NASCAR career. Oh, that legend. He quit because he could no longer fly the Confederate flag. Oh, no. This is sarcasm, by the way. The game will not miss him. Um, Don't know how he was a professional athlete. Yes, NASCAR drivers are technically athletes, so take that as you will. But he was 0-31 in his career, and the only reason he made the front page is because he quit because of the ban of the Confederate flag from NASCAR. Good job. Good job, man. Way to go out on top in your career. Gosh. But really happy for NASCAR that they took this step in the right direction. It's, it's really big, and it's something that, that you know, is, is really good for not only, not only the league, but America. So good on you, NASCAR. All right, let's go right into the NFL. As I said, we're not going to do the NFC South this week. We are just going to talk about some NFL news. Again, I got some big things that I'm trying to plan coming up. We might have a big announcement here next week. Next podcast, I won't give week because if I just don't recover from the surgery fast enough. Um, but we have a, a a pretty big announcement that's going to be coming up. I'm not even going to hint at anything it is because I don't want to jinx it. So I think everybody, I think everybody will be pretty excited about it. I'm pretty excited about it. I'm in talks with stuff right now. So that's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. All right. So to NFL news today. We got to see Tom Brady in a Bucks uniform for the first time ever, and people were going crazy. 
people were like, this is the Matrix. This is the alternate dimension. He looked, he, it looked natural. The uniform looked natural on him. It looked better than like Randy Moss in an Oakland Raiders jersey. So, I mean, that's something. Uh, yeah, it, it looked it looked fine on him. Like it looked better than Manu Ginobili in, uh, not sorry, not Manu Ginobili, Tony Parker in a um, Charlotte Hornets jersey. <laughs> so there's that. At least it doesn't look crazy. But yeah, no longer a Patriot, officially a Buck. Although that's been official for a while. Lamar Jackson, cover athlete for. Madden 2021 came out today and said he is unstoppable. Nobody can contain Lamar Jackson. The Titans defense would say otherwise. Um, He kind of got some extra numbers and garbage time, but the Titans defense seemed like they did a good job of containing Lamar Jackson when they played them in the playoffs. So take that as you will. But, I do think Lamar Jackson is a near unstoppable player. Um, he's a great, he's a great quarterback. And when I say that, when he came out of college, everybody wanted to change him to a running back, a wide receiver, whatnot. I was in the camp that he is a great thrower of the ball. He is, he, he has a he. he I'm trying to describe it. I just I love the way that he threw the ball. I truly did. I love the he just in a flick of the wrist threw it 40 yards downfield. I thought he was a great quarterback all around. And people just saw him as athletic and they're like, oh, you can't be a quarterback in this league. You gotta stand in the pocket. You gotta be Joe Flacco. You gotta be Peyton Manning. You don't. And he has shown that he is maybe not the most accurate quarterback, but he's a lot better and he's a lot more accurate than a lot of other quarterbacks. You don't just accidentally win an MVP. You don't just be a quarterback who should be a running threat only and just win the MVP. So we'll see where he goes from here. I'd actually like to see his accuracy go up and everything and maybe those throwing yards, (laughs) passing yards, gosh, I'm all over the place today, go up, but um, he is near unstoppable with his mobility and his, because his threat, that was the thing is people were like, oh, you stop him by forcing him to throw. But then if he, if he throws the ball very well, then what are you going to do about that? <laughs> so, but I wouldn't say he's unstoppable after your last game, you got stopped by the Titans. So that's all I got to say about that. Speaking of another team that wears purple, interesting segue there, but it just popped into my head. The Vikings running back Dalvin Cook wants a new deal, and he said he's not afraid to hold out to get that new deal. He is embarrassed. He is embarrassed on what the Vikings are offering him. He is up for an extension, and he wants to be paid handsomely. Um, Granted, he probably wants to be paid more than Christian McCaffrey, who is the richest running back in NFL history, so he wants to be paid very nice, and he should be. He had a great first year until he tore his ACL. His second year, he came back. He was a little muscle menos. He was, he was okay. He, 
he wasn't he wasn't it was good for coming back from an ACL surgery, but last year he was amazing for the Vikings. When they had their early season struggle, what we discussed last week, when he had his when they when Kirk Cousins and Stephon Diggs were going at each other, and then Mike Zimmer didn't give Kirk Cousins any backup. Dalvin Cook was truly there to help the Vikings win games. Without Dalvin Cook, that team is team is really bad. Kirk Cousins doesn't get an extension. So I think he deserves he deserves a big contract. Will he get it from the Vikings? They hope so. Mike Zimmer loves to run the football, so why wouldn't you pay a running back a lot? Although there's been very little success after paying a running back a lot of money. So we will see. We'll see what goes down with this. I think the Vikings pay him. I think the Vikings will pay Dalvin Cook. And if not, I every running back that has held out through training camp has said that they'll never hold out through training camp again. But I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to decide if I think if they don't get him that deal, if he'll show up. I think he will. I think he'll show up. He'll have a really good season. And then he might miss training camp. It's just, this is just all me guessing. I just like to guess things. Um, If he doesn't get that extension before, I'm going to say he misses a good portion, if not all, of training camp. And maybe he even misses a few games. That's all. That's what I, those are my predictions for the Dalvin Cook saga. But right now, no football in sight, so you have all the time in the world to negotiate. Speaking of running backs, Ezekiel Elliott is tested positive for COVID-19. It was a very interesting story. It came out, but then he tried to, like, say, I don't know. It came out, and then he was like, my agent didn't say this or whatever. It was it was very interesting, but he does, he does have COVID-19, along with several other Cowboys and Texans players. Um, a lot of the Cowboys and Texans player were Texans players were seen. I gotta slow down when I'm talking. <laughs> I'm going today, man. I'm going fast. <laughs> um, but a lot of the Cowboys and Texans players were seen protesting um, out in Texas, whether it be Dallas, whether it be Houston. So it does make sense that they would be at a higher risk for COVID nineteen. Now. This also goes to the fact that COVID-19 cases after these protests have started to go up again. So all you people who thought COVID was a hoax, you've you've been exposed. Sorry to tell you. (laughs) But yes, COVID is still alive and prevalent, so make sure you wash your hands. Um, So prayers for Ezekiel Elliott and all the other Cowboys and Texans players who have coronavirus. Um, You're in my prayers. Uh, last thing for the NFL, there's no really good segue into this. Uh, Brandon Brooks, the Eagles guard, tore his Achilles. That is a huge hit for the Eagles, who had a pretty decent offseason with the acquisition of Darius Slay, a cornerback to help out that secondary. Um, Pro Football Focus rated him as the best guard in 2019. It's hard to lose the best guard. And so with Carson Wentz coming back from an injury after having many concussions, injury history with his back, with his knee, now he doesn't have the best, the highest rated guard in the league or one of them. 
oh gosh, it might be a long season for the Eagles. Or maybe somebody steps up. We don't know. But um, get well soon, Brandon Brooks. Uh, he's out for the season. He's done for the season. Um, so, yeah, that, that just sucks. That's just a huge blow. And it was during it was just during him training. It, it was equivalent to DeMarcus Cousins tearing his ACL, I believe, a year ago before uh, before the Lakers started training camp. He was just doing a workout, and he dunked on somebody, and somebody got in his way, and he landed where tore his ACL. Granted, DeMarcus Cousins came back from an Achilles injury with the Warriors that previous season, came back from an Achilles injury, tore his quad, missed all of the playoffs, then came back for like game two of the finals from a torn quad and <laughs> a ruptured Achilles to then play crunch time minutes in the finals. And then he goes into the offseason and then tears his ACL. I feel very bad for DeMarcus Cousins. I hope he gets well, and I do hope that the Lakers find a way to sign him and get him on the team for the inevitable playoff push that we will have. But that's not a segue into the NBA. We're going to close with the NBA because there's so much that went down today with the NBA. and There's so much that's happening with that. But we are going to transition into a sport that we have not talked about really on this podcast, and that is good old-fashioned baseball, America's pastime. Although I don't think that's true anymore. They still like to call themselves that. We'll give we'll give baseball that. All right, baseball. Granted, baseball is not on your TV unless it's the Korean League that is broadcast at ungodly hours of the night. Um, but there's a different game being played between the two. Major League Baseball is going up against the Major League Baseball Player Association. They are in almost what seems like an argument of what to do with the season. Um, I was reading into this, and it does seem very confusing. I've, I've seen things on Twitter. I've seen all these different things. And the players are unhappy. And today I even said, I'm like, gosh, these baseball players are being so, just so weird. I'm like, just, just flip and sign the deal and let's get it over with until I read into it. I read a um, CBS Sports article where it talked about how Major League Baseball has pitched different things to them since March, but I didn't know what all these numbers really meant, um, so I'm here to read them to you. So recently, the most recent proposition of resuming play, here, let me just double check this. So the MLB Players Association already rejected it. But the MLB wanted to suggest a 72-game season, um, 80% pro-weighted pay. But I saw 80% pay. And so that's that's what you think is you're like, oh, they're gonna get 80% of their salary. That's incorrect. They are only going to be the MLB players would only be getting 36% of their full salary. Um, that's not, it's not good. (laughs) So of course the players are going to reject that. They don't want to only get not even half of their own salary. Granted, if you're making like Mike Trout money, yeah, you're still making a lot of money, but still 36% of, (laughs) 
of what you were originally going to make, only 36%, that's, that's horrible. And the um, Major League Baseball is making the claim, they are saying that we can't pay you all of this money because we won't have the ticket sales and all this other stuff that would happen if fans were there. They're like, so you have to understand. And then the Major League Baseball Player Association came out and said, okay, we want proof of this. So show us the financial claims. And Major League Baseball was like, yeah, we're not going to show you the financial claims. They don't have to. Baseball is a private business. They don't have to show their claim, uh, their, their financial claims. But like, um, Major League Baseball, the Player Association, they can file a grievance with them because this doesn't seem like it's going to be fixed anytime soon. Baseball players are are done negotiating with them. They're calling for Adam Silver to come help them. I don't know what you do here. I mean, granted, yes, it, this season's going to be weird for baseball because you have to play a full season. It's not like ba- basketball where the season got ended early. Baseball hasn't started. They were going to start their first game, and they haven't. So, I mean, with that, with that, you can't pay players only 36% of what they're going to make but still have them play 72 games. In just a regular season, that does not include the playoffs. Granted, you'll make more money through the playoffs, but for the people that don't, only 36% of your salary. I mean, yeah, you're not playing almost 100 games. Let's give or take almost 100 games. You're not playing. But still, that is no reason for a deduction of that much. There's no reason for a 64% deduction of your salary. MLB makes a lot of money. So come on. Come on, Major League Baseball. Get it together, man. Because they could be starting up soon. We could have baseball. We could have we could have NBA. WNBA is also coming back in July. So we could have a lot of sports back. So I don't know. Hey, Major League Baseball gotta get it together. But speaking of a sports program that does have it together, the NBA. All right, they have it together. But before we get into more of the more recent NBA news, we've got a couple things to talk about. Michael Jordan. No, he is not making a comeback. So don't worry about that. Michael Jordan, his fishing team in some fishing like event, his team called Catch 23 caught an 80-foot, 442.3-pound blue marlin. The picture of this thing is crazy. It's a crazy fish. I don't even know how you catch a fish like that. It's, it's something you'd see in Animal Crossing. All right? That, that's crazy. That is insane. Michael Jordan is overly competitive of anything. You know he's sitting there on that boat. And he's like, we're going to catch the biggest fish out here. And because at the dock, somebody said to him, they're like, like, oh, Mike, they're like, we're going to catch the biggest fish today. And then it cut to his private interview and he's going to be like, they just made it personal. They made it personal. And so he had to, Michael Jordan dove into the water and found the biggest fish, wrestled it, 
and then took it back up onto the boat. That's what happened. <laughs> That's truly what happened. No, but very impressive, Michael Jordan. Um, congratulations for catching that fish. Um, next, Nikola Jokic, the center for the Denver Nuggets. The center who has been known to hate running, who somehow played 60 minutes in a playoff game loss to the Portland Trailblazers, who has been the butt end of a lot of fat jokes in the NBA, but is still one of, if not the best centers and one of the best players in the NBA. Besides his weight issues, Nikola Jokic, we've always known him as the pudgy foreigner who plays for Denver. But what if I told you that Nikola Jokic is skinny? You wouldn't believe me. We're in a quarantine. How could he get skinny? He was overweight. This is the perfect time to gain more weight. No, no, no. Nikola Jokic looks like Kristaps Porzingis. I wish I could show you the pictures. I wish I could show you the pictures. I, <laughs> but I can't. <laughs> Nikola Jokic is skinny. He is skinny. He was seen at, I believe, like a EuroLeague game. And he is skinny. Don't know how that's going to affect his post play. Don't know how that's going to affect his overall play. Maybe he can jump higher. Maybe his block rating on 2K will go up. It's at a 60. So, But congratulations, Nikola Jokic. It's very hard to lose weight. So congratulations to you. Especially in a quarantine where you could just lay on your couch, eat whatever you want. Good job, Nikola Jokic. Good on you. All right, let's get serious here. This is more of the serious NBA news. Um, so this topic, it's very interesting. So Kyrie Irving and a couple other players, notably Carmelo Anthony, Avery, Avery Bradley, do not want the NBA season to resume. And Carmelo Anthony was more concerned with health, and Kyrie Irving is extremely concerned with that, that basketball will take away from the the airing and spotlight of all these protests and the the social justice movement that is happening. Kyrie Irving doesn't want the spotlight to be taken like from that to basketball. Granted, Kyrie Irving is ruled out for the season with a shoulder injury for the Nets. So Kyrie Irving isn't playing anyway. But he's extremely passionate about this. But the the NBA hasn't said anything about this. The NBA actually today came out with all of the guidelines that will ha- be happening in Orlando, which we'll get into that shortly. But this brings up a conversation. Kyrie Irving has a point here. He does have a point. And although there was, you know, he hosted an NBA call and everything with a bunch of NBA players where they talked about this. Um, and it was rumored that some people were more in than others, and then players came out and said, no, I, I didn't say that I didn't want to play or whatnot. But it's, ve- it's very interesting because he does hold a very valid point that you know if the NBA starts, it's going to take the focus away. But this is my opinion, and when I say this, what better stage, what better stage in a pandemic 
in a social, a social justice war right now for, you know, the NBA to come back and then for players to use that platform, you know, to still promote it in post-game interviews, in the shirts they wear. If LeBron James and all the Lakers show up in I Can't Breathe shirts or shirts supporting the movement and everything, or if during broadcasts we're given, you know, places to donate to or, you know, on TNT if they talk about it with Shaq, Ernie, Kenny, and Chuck, it could be even bigger. That's kind of the only argument, but I see where Kyrie is coming from. And for me, as a sports fan, I'm like, I want the NBA back. I love the NBA. I love the NBA so much. I want it back. I want to see the Lakers make a playoff push. I want to see what the West is going to look like. I want to see who comes out of the East. It's like, I've, I love basketball so much, and I love this season specifically. But it's just it's very hard because he is he is speaking the truth. And people, yeah, people are upset with him because they're like, please, bro, we just want basketball back. But he is focused on bigger issues, and I, I understand that. So, yeah, I, I understand what Kyrie is saying. It's very complicated. I don't have a yes or no answer. I don't. I don't. I do think we should get basketball back, but I do understand what Kyrie is saying. He's making, he makes a great point. At the end of the day, it's not my call. At the end of the day, it is the NBA's call, and it does seem like they're going to go through with the season. So what NBA players should do is still continue to promote the movement and still speak out while playing basketball, whether it's what they wear, what they say in post-game interviews, talking about it constantly on the broadcast, on post-game shows, on everything, whatever it is, to just keep the focus on this. But then Kyrie Irving did come out. Uh, there was a report that came out today that Kyrie Irving put in the Nets group chat that he could start his own league, that the Nets should start their own league. I don't know. Like that's <laughs> right there, right there. Everybody's like, oh my gosh, I kid me Kyrie. Because I don't know if you ever heard the story of Kyrie and Brad Stevens. It's like six o'clock in the morning. And they're both in the practice facility. Brad Stevens walk, walks by Kyrie Irving. And he's like, hey, good morning, Kyrie. And then Kyrie asks him, what's your opinion on government? Just that, not the government, not our government, not another place's government, just government. So Kyrie is known for awakening his third eye and being extremely woke. But he does have a point and he does not want the focus being taken away from what is happening, what the protests are about, and everything. So, good on Kyrie for that, but please don't try to start your own league. But the NBA seems to be going along with a return, and so we have for you the the kind of guidelines. We're going to go through this. This is from Shams from Yahoo Sports and Adrian Wojnarowski from ESPN. So, Shams... Tweets today, these are all tweets that I'm going to be reading. Sources, the NBA, um, sources, NBA teams have been informed of a required positions for 35-person traveling parties. Athletic trainer, strength and conditioning coach, equipment manager, team security official. Each team can include a player's 
private personal trainer, massage therapist, or security. So they can only bring 35 people with them, and those 35 people have to be labeled as such as what I just read. Next, still from Shams. So NBA teams will be given, there's two different hotels. And so the hotels will be based on seating. So at the Grand Destino, the Bucks will be there. The Lakers will be there. Raptors, Clippers, Celtics, Nuggets, Jazz, and Heat. Everybody's saying that is the nicer hotel out of the two than the Grand Floridian. Everybody's saying that is not a good hotel, um, but staying there will be the Thunder, the 76ers, Rockets, Pacers, Mavericks, Nets, Grizzlies. And then, oh, sorry, people don't have a problem with the Grand Floridian, whatever that is. Um, They have a problem with the Yacht Club, which will be the lesser of the teams. They're saying that that hotel is not good at all. Um, But staying there will be the Blazers, the Kings, the Pelicans, the Spurs, the Suns. And the Wizards, they will be staying at the Yacht Club. You'd think that'd be nice. you think, maybe. we got to look it up. Granted, I can't show you. I can't show you pictures right now. All right. Um, again, from Shams, um, NBA players have been informed that anyone who leaves the Orlando campus without prior approval will be subject to a 10 to 14-day self-quarantine reduction in compensation for games missed. Enhanced testing deep nasal swab. Also from Shams, sources two categories of non-participating NBA players who will not have their salaries reduced. Protected players and excused players whom are believed to be at higher risk for severe illness from COVID-19 from team slash expert. June 25th is a deadline for an excused absence. So people who, uh, of course, players have to apply for this. Um, to not have a reduction in their salary. So they either have to be a protected player, which I believe is in their contract, um, or an excused player. So that has to probably go through the team. And the deadline for that is June 25th, which is coming up here pretty soon. So probably on June 25th, we will know players who will be excused from the games in Orlando. Only thing I'm a little nervous about is JaVale McGee who does have asthma, so I don't know if he will be on this list. Lakers center, who puts in a lot of good minutes for them on defense, some solid offensive minutes, uh, but if not, they would not hesitate to sign, to re-sign DeMarcus Cousins. Um, Next from Shams, in the NBA's Orlando campus, hotel amenities, players only lounge, NBA 2K, they got TVs, they have gaming, They have pools and trials. (laughs) They have barbers, manicurists, pedicurists, 24-hour VIP lounge, daily entertainment, movie screenings, DJ sets, video games, ping pong, pool, lawn games. Players can – and here's the thing. Players can attend other games. So Joel and B – Joel and B can go and attend a Rockets game and heckle – Russell Westbrook the whole time. That is amazing, and that's quality content, and I really want to see that. Um, And this is from Woj, who Woj just comes out of nowhere. He's been saying a bunch of stuff, basically the same as Shams. He's probably just been beating him. I just saw a lot more Shams than he did Woj. Um, But uh, Woj just comes out and says, My favorite detail on the 13-page 
health safety protocol for Orlando shared with teams in the past several minutes. No doubles in ping pong. So it has to be 1v1, can't be 2v2. Until directed otherwise by the NBA, players should play singles only so that they can maintain six feet of distance from each other. Social distancing even while playing ping pong in the NBA's cases. Now, this is from Woj. He dropped this. In the NBA's health and safety protocol, the occurrence of a small or otherwise expected number of COVID-19 cases will not require a decision to suspend or cancel um, the resumption of the 2019-2020 season. So that's pretty big. So they expect that cases will happen. And so in my in my head, this translates to there's a certain number of cases that if there's that many, it will they will cancel the season, but it doesn't seem like they're going to cancel it. So, yeah. And then this is from Zach Lowe, um, another ESPN uh, reporter. He says players and staff will be given the option to wear a to use a wearable ring that tracks heart rate, respiration rate, and other variables. The device features an illness probability score that indicates a pl- a player might be at risk of contracting coronavirus or may have it. Somebody said this is the only ring Chris Paul has. Uh, somebody also said. Um, there are sorry. There was a report that um, there will be a hotline to report people who are not social distancing, and also people said that Chris Paul will be on that severely. <laughs> so this actually seems like a pretty good return. The NBA players are set up in hotels with with video games, movies, DJs, whatever. So it seems pretty good. July thirty first is the day is. Uh, starts a camp their camps so it should be interesting and it should be pretty good all right so that is all for the nba their return and everything seems pretty good very detailed they're getting into the final stages of it we have a little bit less or we have a little bit more than a month left so oh nba please come back please come back i need you we need you all right hey we're gonna finish today with big story coming out of New Zealand. New Zealand has not had any COVID-19 cases in three weeks. And Super Rugby came back. And so New Zealand got to go and have fans at a Super Rugby game. So that was big. So sports were coming back. They're coming back and they're coming back with full force. Good job, New Zealand. The game, I watched a little bit of it. It was pretty good. You could tell the players were a little rusty. But overall, pretty good. So Super Rugby's back. The NRL is back. National Rugby League. A lot of things are coming back. Golf is back. We're slowly but surely on our way back from this pandemic. Hey, thank you for listening to Why It's Right of a Sports Podcast. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you liked it, go ahead and leave us a rate and review. Whatever you think. One star, two stars, three stars, four stars, five stars. If you got something to comment, go ahead, comment it. You want to tweet at us? Tweet at us at WRSP Network on Twitter. You can leave a review as well. I know I already said that, but yeah. Um, thank you all so much just for listening. Not just to today's podcast, but um, to the older podcasts and everything. 
Um, people who don't personally know me, thank you so much for listening. Uh, I'd love to create a stronger bond with my audience. So again, leave a review, tweet at us or something. Um, it's, this is really enjoyable to do. So thank you guys so much for listening. It does mean the absolute world for me. Um, hey, stay safe. We're still in the middle of, pandi- of a pandemic. So wash your hands, wear a mask out in public. Just, just be cautious. And um, we're still in the social justice fight. We're still in it. Um, there's been a couple things that have popped up with the killing of a man in Atlanta. Um, people, um, black men and women being hung from trees. Uh, I know I kind of got into it in my last podcast. Um, but this war is still on us. So stand up for what you believe in and fight for justice, fight for equality, fight for it. All right. Okay. Thank you all again so much for listening. Um, yeah, uh, I hope, Hey, next week, I really hope that we can get the NFC South going because we got big announcements. Hopefully I can get everything solved in a week. Uh, hopefully this surgery doesn't take too much out of me. So again, thank you all so much for listening to why it's right of a sports podcast. It's my pleasure to produce content for you all who enjoy it. All right. Have a good rest of your week. Goodbye.